Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Tudor Doctor in the house. I'm Scott Thompson, Senior Vice President of Franchise Development for Tudor Doctor. Theo, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, we've got a busy week at the office. Uh, we've got uh, DBA next week, so our Dream Believe Achieve Conference. It's going to be a busy time for everyone up there. And we have training today, full house, full of new franchisees ready to launch their business. That's exciting Thanks. times. Very, very exciting. Well, we've got a real special guest on the call today uh, for our audience. Uh, again, you know, we believe education is, uh, you know, you're going into your own business. It's to, to have all the facts and, and different perspectives. And so we, we have Al Lesko. He's the president of Fund My Franchise. He's also a franchise consultant with Best Bets Franchise. Um, and he, you know, he's going to talk today a little bit about himself and his background, but also about, again, funding your franchising, how to go about getting financing and knowing what, what is the best franchise for you. Al, how are you? Oh, I'm well. Thanks for having me, Scott. My pleasure, sir. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. No, that, that's true. And I know you are as well. So I appreciate it. So why don't we start off by just Walking the, the audience through your background and what led you to franchising. Most people, when they, you know, uh, are, are, when I talk to people, they're like, yeah, I didn't go, go to college for franchising. And so tell us about yourself and how you got to where you are. Oh, it's very good. I will. It's, it was an interesting ride, but uh, I really began in the automotive industry in just about uh, every capacity. Um, really spent probably 25 years in that. Um, my background was in operations. Uh, I ended up uh, working for the six largest chain of car dealerships in the country. They're publicly traded. Um, specifically, my role was to manage uh, a team of um, experts that would work with the, uh, the stores and also uh, look at uh, ways for profitability and, you know, customer service. So I'm very, uh, very focused on that. And, um, as far as my degree goes, uh, my degree is in criminology. Um, so I always had an interest in that. I actually went back to school to finish my degree in my 40s. Um, it was kind of a promise to my mom and to myself that I would get that completed, but uh, it served me very well. But the long story short, how I got into franchising was um, quality life and uh, traveling all over the country and you know working with a lot of people. I enjoyed what I did, but I I really didn't move out west to be, you know, live out of a suitcase. So always been an entrepreneur, been, uh, you know, uh, my dad was an entrepreneur as well. So I wanted to do things for myself. I didn't want to make money for everybody else. Uh, I wanted to make money for me, be happy in what I do and have the time to spend with my family. So that being said, I started looking for a franchise and, uh, um, Talk to some consultants, talk to some franchises. When I actually ran across being a consultant was an option, I thought, well, this is perfect for me. So that's how I got into the consulting business. And as far as getting into the funding business, it was basically experience and uh, finding, you know, that clients needed, they had a specific niche or I had a niche that uh, clients needed, which was that true console and to be able to work with the very, very best sources and to make sure that they got through these uh, applications smoothly. So you might want to say I'm a very good project manager. Hope that yeah, helps. no, that helps a lot. And it gives the audience some perspective too in your experience. You know, you're not just telling folks to go into business for themselves or showing them franchises. You've actually done it yourself. So 
always builds some credibility there. So what's, you know, I, we've had other funding sources on this uh, call in the past. What is different about Fund My Franchise? And, you know, if you're looking at buying a business for the first time, you know, what, what can you guys do to help folks, uh, you know, navigate that, that area of, of, the, of, of buying a business? That's a great question. And it really truly is our niche. Um, listen, there's a lot of good sources out there, but one of the, uh, the weak links that we saw and the reason that I got into this business was there wasn't really a source that had specific experts that was aligned with the financial uh, funding partners that would uh, actually sit down and talk with the client, understand franchises to the level that I do, being a franchise consultant, being a franchisee, and then also understand the lending institutions and having a relationship with those lending institutions. So that's what I can bring to the table for a client. We can talk about the franchise on, this, uh, you know, on an expert level, we can talk about funding options, and we have that direct link to those lending sources. So you have an expert that knows, you know, everything from 401k IRA rollovers, SBA lending, unsecured lines of business credit. That's what we do. And um, so we can educate the client on that and a true consult. Typically they're about a half an hour to 45 minutes long. We get to know each other and we get to tell that story to the lender because many times there are variables that if it, the loan is passed to a third party or the application is passed to a third party, um, that lender never hears that story. And sometimes it could cost somebody becoming financed or not. Yeah, yeah that's great. I think, uh, you know, like you said, what, what flavor of uh, ice cream that lender wants, you can be that, um, that uh, buffer for them so they don't make that, you know, you go down the path and, and then find out that when it's, in the 11th hour, they're not getting that funding that they need to, to start the business. So what advice would you give someone who's looking to buy a franchise or start a business now? What are some things you'd, you'd, you'd want them to walk away with from today's call? Oh, well, that's, that's a great question. Um, num number one, they need to be educated on the t different types of funding options and which ones would work in combination. Um, also, um, specifically, if we're talking SBA loans, um, there's two types that are typically used for uh, franchise uh, funding, and that is the SBA Express, and then the other is the SBA 7A. Um, the SBA Express is a lower cost loan. It's easier to get and it takes less out of pocket. And it's also really designed, it's called a working capital loan, uh, for service related businesses or small office related businesses, not so much the brick and mortar. Um, so again, the advice that I would talk to a client about was, what are you really looking to achieve? What's your investment comfort level? Which industries are you looking at? So now we could sit there and discuss what might be the best option. So I would tell a client that they really need to start that funding process early. At least know what you're thinking about, what might be the total investment, and what your options are. I would get that out of the way right away so they could focus on the franchises they had an interest in, knowing that they're in good financial shape to qualify for uh, a loan or some other type of funding okay, option. Good. good. And, and what, like, so what are some of the, you know, we, I know you talked about 401k rollovers, SBA 7A, Express. 
what are some creative ways that people can mm -hmm. fund their business? Let's say I find a business that is, you know, $100,000 all in investment. I've got 20 grand cash in the bank and, you know, I've got 60,000 in my mm -hmm. 401k. Like, what would you tell me? I own my own home. I've got five mm -hmm. grand of credit card debt. How would you help me get get funded to start my own business? What 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 are some creative ways that you would help me do that? Well, that's a great start, and uh, that's exactly what we try to do on an interview with a client. So, using that scenario, we would say, well, we've got several options here. You've got plenty in a four hundred one k. So, we would talk about some of the benefits of doing a four hundred one k IRA rollover. Um, we would talk about what you're trying to achieve. So we thought this might be a good strategy. We are not taking your 401k or your IRA. What we're doing is we're diversifying your portfolio, believing in yourself, believing in the franchise and taking some of your 401k investment and putting it into that business as some working capital. That means you would take on less of a loan. That would be option one. Hang on to your cash and then possibly combine that with an SBA express loan. And therefore you've got the capital you need, you're overcapitalized, which is what we want. Most businesses fail because they're undercapitalized. And then you've hadn't taken on amount of debt that's going to burden you early on where you feel nervous about it. Um, your payments are very, very low and it gives you the opportunity to start building toward eventual wealth. And here's why. You could put the maximum away into a 401k. Only 18,000 would come out of your pocket if that was, uh, you know, you earned enough. You wanted to put the maximum away. You could match that up to 100% uh, out of the business profits. And then there's also uh, a profit sharing provision that you could also implement, which would put 40, uh, 53,000 into your 401k in any given year. So that's how you're building wealth as you're going along and maximizing amount for your eventual retirement. But there's another benefit. Um, because it's the 401k would own that business, what would happen is, is when you went to sell this business, um, we have to think about an exit strategy. At some point, we're always going to sell the business or maybe we have other interests or maybe we're just going to re-retire, whatever the case may be. Uh, most of those funds are not subject to capital gains tax because it's actually owned 95% the way we set it up is owned by your 401k. So we would show them that path and that strategy, be creative instead of saying, don't use all your own cash and take on the SBA, a higher SBA, but maybe think about using a 401k and an SBA. That would be one scenario. Another thing, depending on the type of business uh, and the amount of capital they had, if they had a little more capital, we may want to talk about using some of their capital and maybe um, looking for an unsecured line of business credit or personal credit to set up to become uh, uh, all tied to the business and the line of credit for the business. Those are options we would talk about. It would really depend on the depth uh, of, of the what type of franchise it was and, and, and those type of things. But Again, we would get creative in discussing all of the options and which ones might be on the table for us. No, I think that's great advice for the audience listening in. Obviously, you know, that's a probably common scenario that, that folks would have. You know, other things that people tend to want to know is what does my credit score have to be? How, how do I need to, what, what, for me to get a loan, SBA loan, or even just a traditional loan, what's the typical score that I should come to the table with? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's that's a great point, Scott. Usually it's 680, but some of that is up. To, that's the SBA criteria, uh, 680, 685. It varies a little bit, but um, there's also individual banks have different criteria. Some banks might require, they won't even look in an SBA unless you have a, a 710, 720. But to give you a little advice, what we like to do with a client is, is we want to, we give them a link. It costs them a dollar. Um, they can get all three bureaus all at once because there's a variance in credit uh, uh, reporting mm -hmm. on between the bureaus. So that's what the banks are looking at. So then we would look at that report and we'd say, okay, what are the other variables? Well, your credit score roughly uh, is about 30% of the bank's de uh, decision. But we would also look at what their credit card debt to credit card limits were. We would look and see if there were any lates. We would look for inaccuracies on that report. And we would say, here's what we need to do to be prepare you for an SBA loan. So uh, many times, sometimes people that have a credit score that's below that, that, that mark, 680, 685 or whatever, that can be cleaned up very, very quickly. Uh, many, many times clients have inaccuracies on their credit report or many times they can have uh, some of these things that were old removed or taken off the report. So it might delay them 30 days or whatever, but there's a lot of options you know, that clients need to think about. And they should run their credit at least once a quarter. What's the timeline should somebody kind of anticipate when they're doing this? You know, what, like from start to finish? Uh, you know, um, any one of the uh, credit uh, um, or uh, lending options that we have, they all can be done realistically in 30 days, 45 days at the out, um, you know, at the, at, a, at a, probably the, the maximum on an SBA express if, and this is a big if, if they follow the process because we work directly with the banks or we work directly as a, as a private label partner of the uh, business lines and also of the IRA 401k rollups, if they follow the process and get their information in, um, there's no reason why we can't get them funded in 30 to 45 days. Total. That's great. And that's yeah. probably. <clears> that's always a question I, I, I tend to get from folks is how long does it usually take to, to happen? Um, yeah. I'm going to switch gears a little bit on you. And, and you know, as, as you've worked with lots of candidates that are looking to buy a business, what do you tell folks when they have that anxiety, that point at which they're ready to make that decision? They've done a lot of their due diligence on the brand they're going to buy. You, you know what they can afford from a funding perspective. They're pre-approved, ready to go, and they get, they get to that decision point. What is some advice you give people to overcome that anxiety and fear? Well, that's, that's an excellent question, and it comes across, or I mean, I run into it all the time, but I use myself and life experience, and I also talk about the franchise itself, and, I, and here's how I position it. Um, if you're investing in a 401k, your custodian uh, of the account is making investments for you. You trust that individual. You really don't know a whole lot about that individual other than they work for the company that your 401k plan is set up with. So they're making investments for you pretty much blind, right? You're not really involved in that process. So what if I were to say to you, look, this is what business ownership gives you. You can get funded for it. The bank believes in you because we've already been through that process. Now all you have to do is vet that franchise you're interested in. 
you can validate that with other franchisees. You can talk to the franchisors. You can see who you're going to be partnered with, you know, during that time. So you can get all of that information. You can even go out and get demographics and cross compare like markets to some of the top performers because nobody gets into business to be average. The only question that I have for you is, are you willing to put the time, the effort and believe in your abilities? Because if you are, there's very little risk. And I would tell you that that's exactly how I came to the conclusion to become a business owner, a franchisee, and start a second business as a funding source for those very reasons. So you'll get your quality of life. You'll have an opportunity to build wealth. You're kind of capped when you're working in the, uh, the corporate world. And you're going to have that freedom and flexibility. That's, and, that's of phenomenal course, advice a good to, solid to the folks on the line here. What, you know... When you, you know, wealth is important a lot. You know, what is wealth building? Like, describe that because I think some people they think, well, I, I want to, I just want to be rich. Or <laughs> what's the difference? You know, what is the difference between being rich and wealth building? And and, mm -hmm. and what are traditional wealth building activities that people should you know be looking at if they're trying to build wealth themselves? You know, it's interesting. Um, I'm 58. I don't view myself that way, but uh, it's it's a generational thing. I mean, we were raised by uh, at least my parents were, you know, the Ozzie and Harriet's. You know what I mean? I mean, you go to work, the wife stays home, uh, the, the, you, you retire, you have a pension. It's not like that. So you have to go and you get along with what's going on and what you want to try to achieve. So when we talk about wealth building. It's like, OK, what is it that you want out of your life? What do you like you do like to do? How much money do you feel you're going to need? So we start talking about working for someone else. Uh, and I talk about a salary cap because most people are capped. They can only make so much in the position they're in. They're not unlimited in how much they can earn. Whereas in business ownership, you can start small and expand out and use that business to buy other businesses or more territories, whatever the case may be. So you're building a strategy in a tangible uh, product or service and in a business. Um, that's way better than paper money. And what I say is when you go to sell that business, you've got value, you've got equity in the business, you've got value in the employees, you've got a client base. I really think that helps position somebody toward having an extra egg in the basket to, uh, in addition to an IRA, 401k and personal savings. So it's really, a, I mean, it's a hedge, really. So I look at it like when I think of wealth building, I thought, do I have all I need to have the quality of life I have? And then when I cash out some of these assets, am I going to get the highest return on that? And I believe that this is a good strategy to do so. Yeah, I agree. So what, you know, I'm at the way kind of coming towards the end of our call. What would you tell the audience that they should walk away with here? A couple of things that, you know, you want them to really hone in on and, and, and take with them from this call. Um, I would take I would put a couple of things out there. First of all, business ownership, I think, makes a lot of sense. There's certainly some tax incentives for that. It's also a hedge against if you're in uh, in the work world and you want to, you know, eventually leave the work world, you can build toward that. And uh, um, business ownership is a way to do that. Um, I think it's also a way of wealth building. I think the other point of it is, is to prepare and be uh, positioned to be able to be funded and have this opportunity. And if you're not there now, 
um, to talk to a person like myself and say, how can we get there? What will need to be done? Even if it's a long-term strategy. Um, that's what I would think. I think that people need to be a little bit more aware of where they are, where their finances are, um, aware of uh, uh, their credit, their credit scores, what makes up uh, a bank's decision. And um, also in choosing the right franchise and knowing what sources to uh, go to as far as getting those fran uh, funding for those franchises. But um, I would say that that would be a typical uh, a consult that we would have, whether that's on the franchise consulting side or on the funding side or both. Um, uh, I, I yeah, that's great advice. <clears throat> you know, I mean, as I think so many people just go into wanting to buy a business and say, I, you know, I like ice cream or I like dogs and I'm going to go buy a, a dog sitting franchise or a dog walking franchise. And, you know, they don't take the time to, like you said, lay out what do they want lifestyle wise, quality of life, uh, income. They don't look at their current asset portfolio and liabilities and, and determine and go to a resource like yourself and figure out, you know, what can I afford and, and what is out there for that matter. I mean, there's 3000 franchisors to choose from on a daily basis, you know, on any given time. And man, you put, you put your name out there online one time, you're going to get called a hundred by a hundred different people. So, you know, it's, it's best to find a resource like, uh, you know, best fit franchise and, and, uh, best bet franchise, excuse me, and fund my franchise. So, Al, I really appreciate your time. Um, you know, if there's anything else that you want to share, please definitely now's the time. Sure. I, I was just going to take on your point right there. Um, usually when we're talking about clients, it usually goes to what do you need most? Most people want to get into business for they want more control. Some of them want to build wealth and other ones are passionate about a particular industry. I think you need to prioritize or a client needs to prioritize what's the most important of those three. Um, and to your point earlier, um, you know, most of the clients I deal with end up going into a different field they never even thought about because they start to factor those in. Um, so which one's going to give you the lifestyle? Which one's going to give you the income? And which one are you going to enjoy doing? And in what order? And then, of course, is it going to give you the return that you're looking for or possibly? Very good. Well, Al, thanks so much for your time and audience, you know, you know, Al, why don't you share your contact information just in case uh, people want to reach out to you and they have questions on funding and how to, how to go about finding the right franchise for themselves. Absolutely. Um, it is Al at bestbetfranchise.com and that phone number is 541-830-0007. And for my funding business, it's al at fundmyfranchise.com. And the phone number to my office is 541-831-0071. Excellent. Thanks so much, Al. I appreciate your time. Theo, until next time, uh, you know, Tudor Doctor in the house. I'm Scott Thompson, Senior Vice President of Global Development for Tudor Doctor. Really appreciate you listening in today. Today was some really good nuggets. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye, everyone.